0: Hello and welcome back to the Reverse Fitness Podcast. This is episode three and today I'm gonna be chatting a little bit about alcohol and our relationship with alcohol. And I am sure it's probably the last thing that you want to listen to after St. Patrick's Weekend. But that is what we're gonna discuss today. Uh, If you haven't gone back and listened to episode one and two, number one was on reasons why we give up whenever we set ourselves like little goals and targets. Why is it that we just keep giving up? Um, I can't see it through and then episode two last week was on our relationship with fitness watches so unhealthy relationship in terms of maybe it causing an anxiety if you forget to wear your fitness watch and um, why we have this connection with or this obsession with having to wear a fitness watch when we go out at night for a night out why can we not take it off Um, yeah so that was last week's episode on our relationship with our fitness watches and today's is going to be all about alcohol. So this is literally just a conversation about alcohol because it's just something I find interesting being Irish as well and I'm definitely not for or against by any means <laughs> I drink um, and I have been through stages where I've gone off drink, maybe tried to reduce drinking, maybe tried and failed um, t- at certain times and I'm sure you'll all um, be able to you know resonate with a few of the things that I'm going to mention. So I just want to have a little conversation about it as a topic to get you thinking, maybe to get you thinking about your own relationship with alcohol, why you drink, what it like what it does for you in a positive and maybe a negative way, um, and the after effects of it and, you know, the actual effects that it has on the body. The calories that certain alcohol has and your you know our actual recommended units that we're supposed to stick to per week apparently that I didn't know um off the top of my head I had to go look up because I didn't have a clue what recommended units were and what a unit itself was of alcohol so if nothing else you might learn that today so yeah so today I just want to chat about first of all being Irish and the association that we have with alcohol and good crack and when I mention crack in this episode I am talking about banter good laugh nothing else so keep that in mind whenever you hear me mention crack or good crack so as Irish like we're known for loving having a laugh and um, also loving alcohol and the fact that those two things seem to go hand in hand um, and sometimes it feels like you can't have one without the other almost so I'm sure you've been in a position where it's like uh I'm gonna go to this event or I'm gonna go out here but I'm not drinking so it's gonna be shit." and you're like well you obviously just have that in your head because you're not drinking because great drinking makes a good crack so if you're not drinking then it's gonna be zero crack so that that kind of mentality that we all have like ingrained in us um is just something that you know it's just it's just in us like a majority of us i'm sure um from just chatting to friends and clients this is (laughs) these are the things and the conversations that are had around having alcohol and going out and maybe not having alcohol and going out so our relationship with drinking can probably be seen as quite unhealthy to a lot of people but it's quite normal to us because it's just our culture and i'm sure the uk is similar so like ireland and the uk together um you know when we go out and drink and we have alcohol there's things that as individuals we wouldn't do had we not drank you know like I'm sure we've all been in a position where we have done something or said something to someone or whatever it might have been that we are like oh my god I would not have said or done that had I not been drunk and if that happens more often than not to you I feel like that's that's when you kind of have to have a little talk with yourself to see like what you know are you getting more positives or more negatives from drinking alcohol or from the way that you're drinking let's say sometimes it's just the way that you're drinking that has to change um so the things that you do when you drink that you wouldn't do if you didn't like the trouble that we get ourselves in when we drink versus not and I'm sure this only relates to certain you know certain people not this isn't for everyone but I am sure plenty of us have been in a situation like that where you're like, oh, why did I say that? Or why did you? Or or not remembering what you said or did. Even worse, um, you know, having blackouts, not remembering how you get home. Like I've definitely been in situations where it's a bit scary that you're like, oh my god, how did I get home? Um, and you know, that's <laughs> sometimes then that it's like a topic of conversation that it's a laugh, it's funny. Um, but then we need to know the fine line of like, where is that? Where does it stop being funny? You know, and where does it start being not okay or, you know, borderline dangerous. So these are the type of things that I just want to kind of chat about and get people thinking about. So like, I know from talking to friends that after effects of alcohol can be awful. Like, and even myself there are, you know, the week after can be absolutely awful. Um, you can feel like heightened anxiety, like feel stressed, worried, anxious, just like fearful. And we always laugh about having the fear, but like genuinely, more often than not, people have like really bad fear after they've had too much alcohol that they just aren't sure. You know, I'm never drinking again. Like I did X, Y, Z, or I don't know what I did. But yeah, you know, the following week then it's back out and, you know, first one to order a drink <laughs> again we've all been there too so I feel like just ha- ha- thinking about the after effects of when we've had a big night out or a big weekend and like what that makes us feel like and then is that worth it or not so like I've definitely been in a position where I'm like oh god like I can't like I cannot keep doing that where I feel like this after drinking um and then sometimes it'll be a case of you know well how were you drinking or you know what were you drinking you drinking the wrong thing for you um you know where did you you don't know that kind of point to stop um a lot of people suffer with social anxiety in terms of i'm sure you've been in a position where you're like i have to go to this thing but i need to have a drink before i go there to feel comfortable and the fact that we have to do that alone is not healthy but again that is something that I know so many people um, are guilty of myself included where you just feel like you need that kind of feeling of ease before you go attend something or go see people and then it's like when does that stop so you might if you're feeling kind of socially anxious you might feel in a situation you might drink faster so you might get drunk quicker and then you're less likely to be able to stop yourself at a certain point so then you might get beyond that point and then that's where you know you say something you do something that you don't mean and then that's where the next day the fearfulness comes from the worry the anxiety and that might last up to a week it'll affect your mood it'll affect your health in terms of like maybe you won't want to work out um it'll affect your mental health it'll affect your productivity and your focus when it comes to your work like (laughs) we're like we've been there you're like yeah me right now (laughs) so this is like the type of things that we've all been through. And um, I just want to kind of compile them all and put them into an episode so that we start thinking about it. Um, and also maybe just be aware of like how we are to other people when maybe they're not drinking, because I know that that's another one is like people's experiences of let's say going off drink. And it might be for a weekend. It might be for a month. It might be, you know, dry January, sober October, It might be just for yourself you decide that you're not drinking for a while. But like what is your experience of going off alcohol? Because only then do you realize, first of all, what people say to you when you're out and how people react to you not drinking. Um, also how you see other people that maybe you wouldn't notice whenever you you are drinking as well. So maybe you'll see like friends or family in a different light because you're like, I don't notice that obviously because I've been drinking, but they do xyz or they're you know they say this or they say that so I feel like it's uh that experience of not drinking can be an interesting one and it must be almost three years ago now I think that maybe this time three years ago where I went off it for probably five five six months I think um and it was just a personal decision that I wanted to stay off alcohol for a while because I was trying to get really fit and it just yeah like that the hangovers weren't worth it in terms of like the after effects for that following week for me weren't worth it and I also had this real issue of not being able to stop myself so like I would get to that point you know the point where some people like I just had to take myself home I wouldn't know that I would just go beyond that and that to me then would eat me up the next day or the following week of like the after effects of how I felt mentally And that's why I was like, do you know what? I just, I can't be dealing with this right now. So I'm just going to go off it for a while. And, you know, like that just like, I'm not drinking, whatever. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to take it easy. Or I think I'm not going to drink tonight. It was like, I'm not drinking. End of. But my experience of that was an interesting one in terms of going out and, you know, socializing and seeing people and just realizing like how big of a deal it is if you don't drink on a night out and people will be like, why are you not drinking? What are you doing? Why? You know, questioning, (laughs) pushing, maybe like trying to get you to have just have one. Actually, you know, you're not working tomorrow. Why you not have one? Like, and it's almost like a like. At at times, I felt it was like a you think you're better than us in terms of you know they knew that they were going to be hungover the next day, so they're like, why are you here not drinking when? we're drinking and now we're going to be hungover tomorrow and you're not and you're going to be smug about it. (laughs) Like That is the impression I got a lot of the time. But then other times it was, you know, why? Like there's a real confusion as to why you would be at X event or night out and not have a drink. And the amount of times that I got asked was I pregnant in that time period was insane. And I feel like that's probably something, you know, to... The note that you really shouldn't be asking someone that if they're not drinking because god forbid they might be trying to get pregnant and maybe that's why they're not drinking and you asking them oh you're not drinking because you're pregnant like that could be a trigger for them like um thankfully absolutely not for me but it made me realize for other people that that might be a trigger from having you know conversations with friends and clients who maybe are trying to conceive and really struggling or maybe have had miscarriages and they're trying to just give themselves the best hope they can to get pregnant Um it's definitely something that made me more aware of things to say and not to say when people are in my company and they're not drinking on a night out and I think that's something that as anyone should be thinking of um the next time that you're on a night out and you might be drinking but your friend isn't and try not to like poke or prod at them too much to give in first of all or like make fun of them maybe for not drinking I feel like we're getting better at it in terms of I feel like uh you know people are able to go out and not drink now and it's not as big of a deal but definitely I'm sure you all have your own personal experiences of trying to go out and not drink and the You know, the feedback that you get from people can be funny. Um, I would actually love to hear them. So if you do have any funny experiences of maybe not even funny, they could be quite serious when you've gone off alcohol. um, Send me a message on Instagram. I would love to listen to them. Um, But yeah, so experiences of being off the drink and, you know, having to have a reason to be off the drink, not being able to just go out and not drink because God, like, why would you do that? Uh, and then the effects then that alcohol has on our body I suppose physiologically so alcohol is this chemical and this chemical that we love to consume and it has like this like uh, I suppose like a a metabolic pattern that's kind of similar to macros in terms of carbs proteins and fats so like it does have a caloric value so the way that carbs and protein would be four calories per gram, fats are nine calories per gram. Alcohol does have seven calories per gram, energy-wise, but it doesn't really it doesn't really correlate like the same way to body weight that macros do or regular macros. But um, it does have calories, and it's around seven calories per gram. So there's a few things that when we're drinking, you know, we need to be aware of. So. There is units in alcohol and then there's like estimated or recommended limits that we stick to per week and per session, I suppose. <laughs> um, so a unit is around 350 mils of beer. So that's like a 5% beer. I wrote these down because I had to actually search for them. Um, 150 mils of wine. So like 12 and percent wine or a 25 mil spirit. That's 40% more um 25 mil spirit i'm pretty sure is a uk size and as far as i remember i think in ireland the republic of ireland anyway it's 35 mils for spirit um i don't know if that's changed or not but i'm pretty sure that's the way it was before so per shot of spirit in ireland you're over one unit whereas in the uk one shot serving size would be a unit and then when you think about units, so like that 350 mils of beer would be, what, just over half a pint? It wouldn't even be a full pint. And 150 mils of wine would be like a small glass. So realistically, we have to think like, we can't just think, oh, one unit per drink, because realistically, if you're in the South or in the Republic of Ireland, and you're having a, a spirit with Coke, let's say, like a Jack Daniels of Coke or Vulcan vodka and lemonade, your spirit is more than one unit if you're having a pint your pint is more than one unit if you're having a glass of wine if it's a large glass it's more than one unit and the amount of units that we should have in a week (laughs) a week not one sitting is around no more than 14 it's more for men and less for women because of how we metabolize it but what, the latest one that I have found is you know, up to 14 for men and I actually found about up to 9 or 10 for women. This varies from where I looked at it, to be fair. But let's just say, overall, no more than 14 units in a week. Even if we say that's for men and women, 14 units and a unit seems to be kind of just under a drink in a week. Like, I've been out with friends <laughs> and I can tell you now that 14 units would be one night, not uh, a week. And this as well, you might be thinking like, oh, grand, sure, I only go out once a week. And, you know, I could stick to, you know, 10, 12 drinks or whatever. Uh, per sitting or per single event, you shouldn't exceed four units. So four units being maybe four small glasses of wine or, you know, four um spirits with mixer, or four half pints of beer um, or cider, you know, four bottles maybe. That is the recommended amount per week and then per sitting, like I said, is four units. So maybe (laughs) this is not what you would want to do, but to think about roughly how many units you might have had over the weekend, to give you an idea. Obviously, St. Patrick's weekend could be very different. It could be uh, much higher than usual. Um, because of course we seem to celebrate St Patrick's Day with alcohol and no other way. Um, so yeah, that's just something to be aware of. Is like what is a unit and what does that look like in terms of what I drink and how much is seen, how much is deemed to be recommended per week and appropriate for like one sitting. So if you just think about like roughly four per sitting and then like you no know, more than fourteen in a week. That's just what the recommendations are. How far off that you are, I'm sure, quite a for a lot of us. But anyway, that's just what the recommendations are. Um, yeah, so like our recovery from exercise or sleep or, like I said, our health the next day, our mental health, um, these all get affected with having alcohol. And, and these can be affected from even small amounts of alcohol so there's this thing we have that is uh, our growth hormone and that is suppressed when we drink quite a lot um so if we have a night out and you are let's say trying to let's say you go let for example this weekend we had tournament usually after tournament you will go have drinks and then after that you are done back into work whatever the recovery from the workout that you did can be basically null and void um, or the benefits from a workout let's say you're trying to get fitter but then you went for drinks later um you you would bet you would have no benefit from the workout that you did in terms of getting fitter or stronger because when we sleep that's when we kind of recover and that's when our body kind of progresses um because when we actually work out that's when we damage our muscles and then the the recovery comes with our sleep and then if we drink alcohol the alcohol affects our sleep so then our you know our deep sleep is affected and that's the part where our um, growth hormone is um, linked with our recovery and you know like improving your fitness and progress so that is something to keep in mind as well I'm sure if someone is very serious about trying to, let's say, get fit for something specific, they're not going to go drinking alcohol after. But just so that you're aware, um, it can blunt your um, adaptation to training and your recovery as well due to poor sleep. Some people that will then say that, you know, oh, I like having a glass of wine because it helps me sleep. And you're like, yes, it might help you get to sleep, but it is not going to help your um, quality of sleep. So this is something actually interesting because from wearing the whip watch that kind of has a look at your recovery and your sleep and all the rest, I've been wearing it now probably almost a month, not more than a month maybe, but uh, for the month of March, I have found that my recovery and sleep and everything has been in the green, like really high, really good, haven't been drinking, whatever, on the weekend, so maybe thursday or friday i had three glasses of wine three glasses of wine actually spread out one was earlier in the day and then two with dinner same sleep time you know everything else was the same not drunk nothing like that um woke up and my recovery was down to like 25 percent, like in the red and i didn't feel hungover i was absolutely fine but just checking the watch and seeing that that effect that those couple of glasses of wine had is like so demoralizing because you're just like how like what first of all it increases your um heart rate your resting heart rate i think they found it to increase it by maybe like three beats per minute and it reduces your heart rate variability so that effect that it has just by having a couple of glasses of wine or just some alcohol um can be detrimental to your sleep and your recovery. And I don't think we realize the effect that it really has. And I'm only realizing it properly now from just really trying to look at my recovery and my um, sleep properly. So yeah, I feel like that's uh, something to keep in mind as well as like the effects that it might have in the body that we don't really think about or we don't see. And the fact that we say things like, you know, oh, a glass of wine, it helps me sleep or I'm going to have this because it'll help me sleep. But like helping you sleep and the quality of the sleep that you're getting are two very different things. So that's something that you need to be aware of. Um. With that then, the calories in alcohol, I suppose, is one of the things that I want to talk about because I did write down some of the calories that, you know, the most popular drinks would have just so that you know. So uh, per 100 mils, this would be so for just a regular beer. It's just around 30 calories per 100 mils. So let's say we multiply that by five roughly for a pint. So you're talking 140 to 150 calories per pint of beer. Um, cider, slightly more than that. Let's say maybe like 180 um, a glass of red wine depending on the size so per 100 mils red wine would be 68 calories more likely that you're maybe going to have a glass of wine it's 200 250 mils so you want to multiply that by 2 2.5 so you're talking maybe 140 to 170 calories for glass of red wine similar for white wine if it's a sweet white wine it'd be higher again by maybe 30 calories per 100 mils and then spirits obviously spirits you wouldn't be having in 100 mils unless you're having like a quadruple drink but around 55 to 60 calories per shot or per serving size you know like of spirit um So that is where the calorie side of things are, roughly, because people always say, like, oh, you know, should I have this or this um, when I'm trying to lose weight? You know, like, oh, I'll just stick to spirits because I'm trying to lose weight. And some people will have, you know, gin and tonic thinking that they're being good, but they forget to realize that tonic water is just like a regular sugary mixer, then you'll get slimline tonic, which will be much less. But then a lot of the time you're out, People places might have slimline tonic and then they won't have um, much stock of it. So then you end up having regular tonic. As soon as you have a cup of drinks, you don't care. <laughs> uh, little things like this are the things that happen when we're out and about. And, and when we're trying to lose weight, this is the things that I notice what happens with clients as well and myself. So a lot of the time when people say, I'm going to have spirits because I'm trying to lose weight. And let's say they are having something with a, a Diet Coke So that's just the calories from the actual drink itself. But what I find happens is people drink a lot faster when they're drinking spirits. So if someone's used to drinking beer and then they switch to spirits, they kind of throw them into them faster. So having, you know, four spirits by the time you would have finished, maybe, you know, one pint or a bottle of beer, um, you need to be aware there of how fast you drink because even though it might look like having a pint is more calories it takes you a lot longer to drink a pint than it would a, a short glass of spirit so if that's the type of things as well I always get clients to think about I'm like don't think that one thing is better than the other um you know if you're drinking wine and you're sipping it you're probably going to take much longer to drink a glass of wine than someone who's drinking you know spirits so have a think about that when you are thinking about the type of drink that you're having um obviously like cider is is more sugar than um, a beer would be higher in calories if you're having spirits and you're having a mixer always up for like a sugar-free or or a diet uh, mixer and then if you're having cocktails or anything like that just know that they're going to be super high in calories there's very few cocktails that are going to be low calorie and that's also something to keep in mind if you're trying to lose weight because that's generally the clients that i be dealing with whenever we're talking about alcohol is those that are trying to lose weight but still want to maybe go to an event or go out and try to stay somewhat on track so that's stuff that you should be thinking about um with regards to calories then for after you drink usually what happens is the food that comes with it so you're um you're more likely to maybe go get a takeaway after you've been drinking or maybe the next day i find is always the worst one where if people aren't prepared they're not going to move at all the next day they're going to be hungover. they're going to order crappy food because they feel bad and it rolls into that next day and then that sometimes rolls into the following week so i find that if you're someone who is able to be prepared for the day after in terms of you know not ordering takeaway getting up and going for a walk with a friend dragging yourself out you're more likely to pull yourself out of that kind of hangover state faster and also just like feel mentally better about um yourself and not letting the the night out ruin your next couple of days or roll into the next week so definitely I think that's something for people to think about as well as when you're trying to lose weight think about the type of drinks that you're having think about the day after so that's not a waste and um you know arrange to do something with friends so that you make yourself get up and at it um so yeah that's kind of the the main things I want to talk about is just experience with maybe not drinking and the responses that you get from friends and um acquaintances and then you know the effects that you find alcohol has for you maybe the things that you struggle with in terms of you know not being able to stop yourself or whatever um, and then how you feel the next day or the next week um, because of that night out and is it worth it for you and um, then just like types of drinks and the calories that they have like I said the units how many units we should be having in a week I think in the UK actually it found that I think it was 20% of females and maybe of males drank more than 14 units for women and 20 units for men per week. So that was like the very upper end because the research or the recommendation that I found was 14 units was the upper end and that was for males. So 30% of males in the UK drinking beyond 20 units could tell you that, you know, there's we are overdrinking let's say um then with the, the hangover as well so there's like people will always have little remedies and stuff but you need to be careful because some things can be more harmful than not because one thing i found was milk thistle some people use as a hangover cure which is fine and, and seems to work a little bit in terms of um i think it like helps speed up the liver cells and regenerating but if you drink that after drinking if you take milk thistle after drinking you can't take it before as like a you know to cover yourself because it can have a negative effect on you and your health if you have it before so any kind of little home remedies that you're taking for your hangover you might want to have a little look at when you should be taking them and and maybe not taking them beforehand as a way to try to blunt the hangover or to fix it before it actually happens and um, so that was just something I found with milk thistle so that's it. I'm going to leave it there because we're hitting on 30 minutes now. Um, Hopefully you found it interesting. Like I said, I'd be interested to hear your experiences of times maybe that you've gone out and not drank or try to give up drink for a period of time. The conversations that you found happened around you know your circles. And yeah, just have a little think about how you are drinking and the effects that it has on you. And yeah, get your eyes opened like me with regards to um, how many units we should be having it in a week and what one unit actually looks like. So that's it for this week. I will be back again next week. And like I said, go back and listen to episode one and two if you haven't already.